welcome to the BX Basketball Podcast. I'm Nick Englander here with... Christian Okay. Sadly, on a, uh, on a day where I'm extremely sick, I'm doing this. Um, God, I can't wait for the spring to be over. Uh, yeah, I know, but, every boy did. <laughs> yeah. God, I can't wait. Um, this is our first podcast as non-students, too, which is kind of funny. We are both and got a job. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate yourself. Appreciate it, man. I, I, I can't believe it. I can't. I was like stunned when I got that email. But hey, hey, man, I'll take it. I mean, it's uh, I better. Hopefully, I better job security than uh, a lot of the Celtics right now. Um. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um. So yeah, the NBA finals upon us. Um. That a uh, foreign country where nothing happens made it somehow. Uh, um, we gotta give some credit. <laughs> yo, of course I do. I mean, Kawhi Leonard, for a guy that supposedly didn't want to be on this team for so long, has just this has been his best season of his career, I think. And um, yeah, he's playing like the best player in the world, one of the best players in the world right now, and he's carried the Raptors to the finals. Where shocker, they're going to be playing the Warriors. <laughs> I, I'm sure no one saw that coming. Um, I think, I think I call I called it last series. I thought the Raptors were going to beat the Bucks. I was a little surprised they did it after the way they got smoked in Game Two and the fact that they could have won Game Three pretty easily. But I don't know. It's <coughs> Oh, bless you. Number one. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I think, I mean, we could just start out with the, uh, with the, I think the biggest storyline of all this, besides this being the Raptors' first NBA Finals, is uh, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is obviously battling a calf strain right now, or whatever it is. I'm not really sure that's a calf strain. I still think it's more serious than that. But he traveled to Toronto, won't play in game one, but possibly in game two. Um... I guess Christian, uh, Christian, what are your thoughts on that uh, that situation, and how do you think that affects the series? Uh, I mean, I don't. Want, I mean, I really don't want to discredit Kevin Durant, but does it really affect the Warriors? I, I, I know they're going up against a completely different team in Toronto because I mean the Warriors played a. A mediocre Houston team and then like a mediocre Portland team and Toronto is has obviously a lot more depth and they have Kawhi Leonard. But ultimately I don't think it's gonna matter. I mean it's like it's like the Warriors are still gonna win and if they get Kevin Durant, it's like, oh great, now they get their thirty point per game scorer back who when the finals come around he steps up even more. I mean, I guess I guess the Raptors could maybe steal a game or two without Durant, but I don't know. I, I mean, I, I just, I still just don't see how the Raptors can win this series. I mean, they kind of have, if they have kind of a Mavericks 2011 vibe to them where they just keep fighting, but they're not playing a Miami Heat team. They're not, they're not playing a Miami Heat team who had just got assembled a year before and still were trying to figure it out. This is a Warriors team that's been to five straight finals now in a row. And, and again, for most of Steph Curry's finals career, he's been bad. And honestly, in a lot of the playoffs, he's been mediocre at best. The last two series, though, he's been unbelievable. And if he keeps playing the way he does, 
with the Clay Thompson and how Draymond Green has been playing, I don't see how the Raptors can win this series, honestly. I think the Raptors' calling card is, like I said, two through four. They, they're they insanely good sometimes defensively. Right. But the thing about the Bucks and the Bucks, I mean, their their offense either really works or really doesn't, and it relies so much on threes, and they don't really run many plays. And right. eventually, if you can key on certain things, you can slow them down. Not saying easily, but the for the Raptors, it was easily. Um I think the Kevin Durant thing, you're right. I, I think their Raptors are going to – I don't think it affects it a lot. I think at the same time, just having Steph – like, having Steph Curry and Clay, like, who, it, are you really going to trust Clay Thompson to, you know – I mean, uh, Danny Green to stop Clay? Like, right. is that – I mean, as – Danny Green was awful the last few series. Right. Um, he's been terrible. Which is stunning. I thought he was going to be great. I thought the playoff experience and how great he's been in the past in the playoffs would help him, but it clearly hasn't. Um, the guy, I mean, they've had, I mean, just, they've so many guys that you look at it and they're like, yeah, like Norman Powell's inconsistent and Van Fleet was absolutely massive the last three games, but before that was historically bad. Like, it's right, right. it's tough to tell. The Kevin Durant, that's why I think the Warriors are just such a safe bet here. Um, even without Kevin Durant, and with, like you said, against Portland, uh, Curry and Draymond's pick and roll was just insane. Like, literally, they scored, it felt like, every time. And I guess, I, I, I don't know, I, I don't really see... Like you said, I don't really see the Raptors' path to victory here. Um, I guess Kawhi going nuts. I, I don't know. Right, uh, but, I, but you know what? You know what's crazy is like the thing the Raptors have an advantage. The one thing they have an advantage against the Warriors is their length. But the thing is, the Warriors can force them to play small ball, and then basically that length is going to be non. It's not going to matter because can Marcus All really guard Draymond? I mean. I don't know if he can, and you know what? Hell, the Warriors can play Andrew Bogut if they really want to. Andrew Bogut's a serviceable defender. I think he'll do a good job, and he fits the system so well because he's a good passer. It's like, yeah, it's... It's, like, it's like, you know what? Here's the best way to put it. Do you trust Kyle Lowry, Norman Powell, Fred Van Fleet, Serge Ibaka, and these other guys against guys like Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Andre Iguodala, Sean Livingston, Clay Thompson? And I know, I know Steph and Clay have not been great in finals, but... You know what? They're they have a chip on their shoulder. I think with this Kevin Durant injury too. I think they want to prove like, hey, we didn't. We're we were a dynasty before this guy came here. We were a hell of a good team. They want to prove that to people. And Steph Curry, the way he's been playing, has been playing like that. So I mean, it's gonna be interesting to see. Um, I think another thing is like, can Kyle Lowry and Fred Van Fleet chase around Steph Curry the entire series? <laughs> because because you know what, the Bucks, as you said, Nick, like. Their offense is basically Giannis is running point forward, and it's kind of easy to defend that if you're Kawhi. He's not coming off screens, and obviously Giannis is not a good shooter. And the Bucks, their their offense is basically Giannis driving and kicking it out. The Warriors play completely differently. It's it's ball movement. It's constant screens. It's constant just shots all over the place. It's it's the thing is going to be is can and will Kawhi and all these other guys not get tired. Running after these motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 such a daunting task, 
and uh, I think the the Rockets kind of gave a blueprint of how to do it, and I think the Raptors maybe can. But like you said, they, the Ra- the Rockets center was Capella, who can switch on anyone. Is Marcus Saul going to switch on Kevin Durant? Is you know or Steph Curry? Like, right. is Serge Ibaka going to do that? Probably not. I mean, it's. And even if they do, do you really want Marcus Saul to be guarding Steph Curry the way he's playing? No, right absolutely not. Absolutely not. I mean, I would love if the Raptors. I would love if the Raptors push this series, but I, I don't know, man. I I just don't see it. I just don't see them winning the series. I, I mean, the Warriors are just playing so well. It's ridiculous to think you lose arguably the best player in the world, and yet you won every game without him. It's it's unfair. And let's not forget to mention, and DeMarcus Cousins is going to be back in this series too at some point. I would personally bring him off the bench, but that's another serviceable player who can, who can at least give you some minutes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess we kind of... <laughs> We kind of eased into or kind of talked about uh, some of the other stuff and, and mentioned the Kevin Durant. Really, the award is only ISO with him. I mean, that's about it. Besides that, it's all ball movement. Um, but so I think we kind of got so the starters. I mean, the starting lineup. Um, it, I, it, the Warriors starting lineup is what it is. You're just you're not going to beat it. I don't care who you have. It's you're just not. Um the key matchup is interesting to me, and I think everyone's going to point to Kawhi, KD, and all. But I think we kind of talked about. It. I think it's Steph Curry against Kyle Lowry, and I think literally all. If the Raptors want any chance to push this series, Kyle Lowry cannot score zero points in a game. Like he just can't. Right. They'll they'll get absolutely torched if they do that. If he does that, um, the other one is the bench. Uh, the only the only big advantage the Raptors have is their bench, and even their bench is extremely inconsistent, as we've seen wow. this postseason. Norman Powell and Van Fleet are great one game, and the next game they're awful. Like it, it, it's tough to tell. The Sixers bench, which was god awful all season, they them. <laughs> yeah, like it's I don't know. It's really tough to say. Um, it's Van Fleet is someone I believed in for a while. So him struggling the way he did surprise me, but then him turning it on surprised me also. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I it's just it, it, the Warriors bench is garbage. I think everyone knows that. It, but it doesn't matter. Like that's that's the thing. But I mean, if like Looney Looney against the Blazers played really well, and he sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the system. Yeah. I mean, Sean Livingston, I guess, has been their consistent guy. Um, Jarebko has a couple good games. Um, I don't know. Uh, who else on their bench do they have? I can't even think. Like, I mean, honestly, I'm not even trying to sound like an asshole, but does it really matter? I mean, no. whoever comes in, I mean, freaking, they played, they played Quinn Cook and and the other guy. I don't remember the Bell against the Blazers, yeah. and they played played well. It's like, I mean, it's just it's it's very Spurs like in the aspect of you just bring random guys who play really well for them. But if these guys were on another team, they'd suck. It's just how the Warriors are, and they play really, really well together. Um, we also forgot to mention OJ OJ Ananubi is going to be back for the Raptors at some point in the series. I don't know if he's going to really. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, like... I mean, 
he's I mean he could help Kawhi maybe a little bit, give him some rest, but yeah, he's a defensive stopper who can't shoot. I don't think he's going to make much of a difference. Right. Maybe on KD, but, like, that's about it. I mean, but here's the thing. The, the one regular season game they played where Durant did play and Kawhi was on him, KD dropped, like, 52. <laughs> yeah. That was an interesting game. Like, so let's let's kind of go back to that, you know. Um, I think the Warriors were playing without Steph. I remember that. They were playing without two of the splash – or two of the big four, right? And they really, KD played unbelievably, and they really should have won the game, you know? Right. That's not a good sign. In Toronto, listen, Toronto smoked them without Kawhi in Golden State, which is what's going to give Toronto fans hope, I assume. But a lot of teams did that. Hell, this bum-ass Celtics team this year did that. The Sixers did that. The Bucks did that. Everyone, everyone in the top four teams in the East beat Golden State by double right. digits in Oracle. That doesn't matter. Right. Um, it's the regular I, season, though. You know, everybody plays better in the regular season. When you're playing the champs, you're going to step up. And, and let's be honest, the Warriors, they knew, they ultimately knew it's the regular season. We don't care. We're going to be in the finals anyways. So, of course, they probably took off some games. They didn't give a fuck. And I, I don't blame them. Why would you? Why would I? Put yeah. effort in 82 games when I know i got to be ready for the finals. Especially if this could be Kevin Durant's last season. Clay Thompson's last, I assume not Clay, but, you know, guys like that. Um, right. So I guess you can turn it to the coaching matchup, and that's uh, Kerr versus Nick Nurse. And, uh, you know, Toronto fans are Toronto fans, and they were calling for Nick Nurse to be fired after game one of the Magic series because they're Toronto fans. Um, and they're the most overreactionary group of fans in sports, without a doubt. Um, but I, I don't know. I think he's okay. I mean, he, he, let's be real. What Nick Nurse is, Nick Nurse is here at Kawhi, ISO, and save us. You know? Right. It's not really I, I, that creative. Right. I mean, you know, I, I, listen, I really do want this to be a competitive series, but it's, this is not, this is not. This is not the 2004 Lakers we're talking about, which has, like, a super team that should have won, and they just failed miserably. We're talking about the Warriors. They're proven. They're all hungry. They all want to win. I mean, what do the Raptors have? Unless, unless Steph and Clay go absolutely cold in the finals. And they might, but that's, even if that happens, I, they're still, they still have a good chance, man. I, I mean, listen, I'm trying to find something that's positive for the Raptors, and it's Kawhi, but even Kawhi was limping in a couple of games towards the end of that Eastern Conference Finals. Is he even 100%? Yeah, like, now, I think we could transition to an interesting subject here, since we've, we just kind of said the Warriors are going to win. Um, so I guess we could do games straight off the bat, but then this could be kind of... A transition to implicate uh, the summer is what I was want to talk about. But so you have Warriors, I have Warriors, I have Warriors in. I think they are going to do it in five or six. I I don't think it's going to be like the Cavs last year. I think the Raptors are going to win at least a game, but it's not going to be as close as the series says. No, I think I had the Warriors in five too, and you know I went to watch the game at my friend's house. Uh, the Raptors and Bucks won, and. You know, I saw the Raptors fans celebrating, and I just turned to him. I said, well, they're celebrating second place because yeah. that's what they're getting. <laughs> that's I, like, I Toronto think... fans, 
because they've never been to a finals. That that was literally their championship, winning the Eastern Conference. Right. That was their championship. Right. Their championship. Listen, you gotta give them credit. They, they they got to the finals. At least they did that, you know. And maybe they'll maybe they'll make maybe they'll win the game, but I just don't see them winning the series. It it would literally take a miracle from God. If you believe in God, for them to win the series, man, there's no way. <laughs> yeah, well, I can't, uh, I can't argue that too much. Um, well, let's transition this to the summer since we're going to relate the the um, conference finals to the summer um, and the finals to the summer. So the most obvious thing I can point to is Toronto with Kawhi. And then making the finals, I mean, can only help, in my opinion, with their chances with him. Listen, I said before, I would, I would be stunned at this point if he doesn't stay. And I know a lot of people are like, "Oh, he's leaving anyway." I just don't see it. I don't see him wanting to leave this. I, you know, yeah, Nick. Honestly, I mean, let's look at it from Kawhi's perspective. If he does leave, let's say he goes to the Clippers, right? Mm-hmm. Do you really want to be in the Western Conference with teams like the Warriors still, and the Kings are a new up-and-coming team, and the Mavericks, if Porzingis stays healthy, and he's not getting beat up by Russians? <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of really good teams in the Western Conference. You know, in the East, let's say Kevin Durant does go to the Knicks, it's probably just the Knicks and the Raptors and the Bucks, and maybe Philly. Uh, I mean, that's it. The Raptors can still get to the conference finals next year, honestly. And yeah. you know what? I just think he I think he just fits there really well in Toronto. They have a good team there. It's also like a very nice city. I mean, listen, if he really just cares about the weather and LA, I mean right. okay. But you're still gonna be you're not gonna be favorites. You know, that's what I don't get. Oh, like right. Like even I if think... you go to the Clippers and I don't think they're gonna get Kevin Durant, so no. Go to the Clippers. No, I think don't don't just dismiss that, Christian. You know, you know, right. Jerry I mean, West is there, so right. Yes, yes. Uh, but, yeah, but I mean, uh, yeah, I could see it happening. But the thing is, and granted, the Lakers are a complete and total mess. You're still the Clippers still be second fiddle to the Lakers, even if they got Durant and Kawhi. I don't know if those two guys want to be, you know, second fiddle to uh, the Lakers and LeBron. And also, let's be really honest. I feel like LeBron would would find a way to to stop Kawhi and Kevin Durant going to the Clippers because he doesn't want them to be with the Clippers. <laughs> he doesn't. He wants his legacy to be preserved. I don't think he wants them to be in the Clippers. <laughs> Well, I mean, I don't know if there's much he can do because no one in the league apparently likes him anymore. Just saying. Yeah, I, I mean, it could happen. I'm not gonna dis. I'm not gonna discredit it. Um, but I don't know. I just, to me, I just feel like Kawhi fits better in Toronto. You know, I just think it's just like a good fit there. But that's just personally what I believe. Who the hell? No, I agree. Kawhi? There's, I, I see no reason for him to leave. I, I honestly don't see any reason. Like, fine, the weather sucks. You can live in LA for a couple months during the summer. Like, exactly. Um, if you care about basketball, I mean, listen, they already got to finals. It's in the first year. Like, right. Exactly. All right. Um, I mean, yeah, I think I, I just don't see. I don't see him leaving anymore. I just like I, 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 I think Toronto just did a perfect job. They literally they hit their ceiling in terms of keeping them. You know. Barring right. winning a title, which would be a miracle, but I mean, again, 
injuries or whatever. You never know. Um, well, I think Kevin. Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant stuff. Uh, I think this makes him more likely to leave because he's just like, well, they don't need it. I mean, it's true. They don't. They're like, this is what fans don't understand. Even if Kevin Durant leaves, the Warriors are still the favorites to win the title. Like, it's, it's, they still are. They honestly are. And I know we can deny that all we want, but I honestly believe that. Just, you could, you can give your opinion, but I I honestly don't, I just think they're fine without him. It's whatever. Uh, Okay, well, here's what I'm going to say to those fans who don't think they'd be the favorites. When Kevin Durant wasn't there for two years, they still went to two straight finals. And let's be honest, they should have probably won back-to-back championships. They and they would have if Draymond had gone suspended. They would have. Exa- exactly. And to be fair, they should have probably lost the first one if Kyrie didn't get hurt with LeBron because I think the Cavs just outmatched them. But nonetheless, that's that's a topic for another day. I, I mean, yes, you're right. The Warriors will still be the favorites. And if they do lose Kevin Durant, sure, it'll be a little bit of a blow. But let's be honest, they'd save about $30 million and they could invest they're obviously going to repay Clay probably, and they could just help out the bench there and still be a good team because you still have Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green. These three guys are so good. Well, so no, you can't. Re- the the Warriors wouldn't have any cap space or close to cap space, so you actually can't. That's the thing. I mean, you still have the mid level exception, but that's about it. Um, and but they I, find space, you know. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it's the Warriors. It's it is what it is. Um. But yeah, I you know just think makes it, this one makes him more likely to leave because he's going to be like, well, they don't need me, you know? And right. go ahead, go ahead, Christian. Sorry, Nick. Um, you, you know what? The thing with Kevin Durant is you can tell he cares a lot about his legacy. Because obviously, when people say you went to a team, won two meaningless championships, it pisses him off. Well, if you want people to stop saying that about you, you go win in another city so i mean and you know what let's pray to god that kevin durant leaves because honestly the league would finally have some kind of balance restored in my opinion i would think as long as he just leaves i i if he stays and i've seen people say stay and build a dynasty what no if he stays what dynasty is there it's gonna be an asterisk there because people are gonna say yeah you won five or six titles but you fucking had an MVP, uh, borderline superstar slash all-star, and another all-star there with you. Come on. Like, he's got to go. I think he really has to leave. I, I just think it's, it's, it's set up perfectly for KD to go. Um, even if they win, I mean, if they win and he comes back, people are still going to say, well, you had Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, and if, he, if they win and he's, and he's injured and he doesn't play, they're going to say, hey, they didn't need you, see? So, I mean, it's a lose-lose for him regardless. <laughs> I mean, what can he do? <laughs> hey, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. The Warriors could take Gordon Hayward for us. Uh, Sign and trade for KD. Just saying. Just saying. Actually, Al Horford, maybe too. I don't know. Uh, just kidding. That's not going to happen. But um, I'm sure Danny Ainge dreams of that. But, I mean, there's not much he can do. Durant has to agree to it. Like, right, right. Um, and he won't. Right. Where do you think he's going to end up, though, Nick? Like, in your honest opinion. You want my honest opinion? Yeah, do you think, where do you think he's going to be? 
Clippers. And I know it sounds weird, but I just think Jerry West is that good at selling people. Like, he did it once, he's going to do it again. I, I, I honestly believe that. That would be interesting. I mean, I think there's, I think every team that has cap space, the Nets, I think the Nets have a chance. I think the Knicks have a chance. I think the Clippers have a chance. Um, and if he does pair with Kawhi with the Clippers, that would be interesting to see. Um, it would be, I, I still, I, I mean, I don't know if LeBron really has any leeway towards that, but I just, I don't think LeBron would let that shit happen. He would call up the league and say, nah, don't let this shit happen. <laughs> Even though he doesn't really, I mean, I, he can't I, do anything. Yeah, but you're he right, can't. Jerry, Jerry West. Jerry West and Doc Rivers and Lawrence Frank, they've done a great job with the Clippers. Um, and Jerry West is probably second or third best general manager or president in the league, honestly. He, he, I mean, wasn't he on the Warriors when they convinced KD to go there? Yeah, so, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. He, right. he was the person, too. The rumor went, it's just a rumor, but the rumor went that Kevin Durant was 50-50 on Boston and Golden State after Danny Ainge, like, absolutely. BC brought Brady to the meeting and, like, blew him away. Mm-hmm. And he's 50-50. And then Jerry West, there was just a small report that people ignored, but apparently Jerry West called him, and that's all it said. And apparently that just totally sold him on the Warriors. BC pretty much said, no one's going to beat you as a Warrior. And he said, like, in Boston, you're still going to have to go through a Braun. So. Right. Well, I mean, you know what? Wherever he goes, I think he's going to make that team better. I think he'll make them title contenders, at least conference finals contenders. Um, you know where I hope he goes, but I'm not going to oh, say that. Oh, the Nets? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if go, I'll be pissed if he goes to the Nets, but shit, at least he's making another team better and there's balance to the league. I just want him to leave, really. I truly just do want him to leave. I just... Because you know what? The ratings have been down. And yes, it's part of it is because LeBron is not in the playoffs. But also, you know, when you have just one team that you think can win, and it's literally only one team, fans are going to tune out. And yeah. honestly, even me, a diehard basketball fan, I love I love the NBA. I, 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 there's some games I just, I just don't watch the playoffs. I, I barely watched the finals last year. I think I watched the game one and two, and I just didn't care. I was like, I didn't watch oh, it at all. I didn't watch a game. I was in London. I didn't feel like staying up. If the Celtics were in it, I would have watched it, even though I know we would have been smoked. But like, but I mean, Nate, you know that's 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 just two diehard fans, me and you, who don't want to watch it. Imagine the casual fans. You think they give a fuck about the Warriors going to the playoffs every year and making the finals every year? That's not fun. That's not exciting. You not need fun. six, seven, you need six, seven, eight teams that are competitive and good. You know what? Like, and I know people say hockey is boring and also the bullshit, but look, the Stanley Cup playoffs are never the Stanley Cup playoffs are always completely different. It's always different teams, always different teams going to the Stanley Cup finals. And you have your occasional like Sidney Crosby led team, but he's a, the face of a franchise. He's a, he's a borderline Hall of Fame player. I mean, there it's always different. There's always multiple teams that are good. In the NBA, it's always just like two or three teams that are good. And when the league was great, like in the 80s and the 90s, we're talking about ratings and shit. I mean, yes, people still thought the Lakers and Celtics were going to win, but you had a really good Atlanta Hawks team. You had the Bulls up and coming. You had the Pistons. You had the Rockets. You had teams that were still pretty good. Same thing with in the 90s with the Bulls. 
You still had the Knicks. You still had the Pacers. You still had the Blazers, the Jazz, the Suns. There was I like- still think the Bulls were perceived like the Warriors a little bit. But, like, I, I, I get what you're saying. Here's the thing. And speaking of hockey, the Bruins are in the Stanley Cup Finals. They won game one the other night. And, like, like it, yeah, you're right. I can't say this enough. Hockey, like, the, their team they're playing is the Blues, right? The St. Right. Louis Blues were in we're last place. place. Exactly. They were, they were in last place at midseason, and now they're in the Stanley Cup Finals. Like, right. what does that say? This right. hockey exactly. is. Listen, I just I can't get into hockey as much as basketball. Just right. as watchful sport, but I have to acknowledge it. it it's it's just a fact. It is it, the parity is so much bigger in hockey. It's not even a question. Right, and you know what? Part of it is because the rosters are bigger, and you know, first lines can't play forty five minutes a game. They gotta play. They gotta play what fifteen or twenty minutes at most. So it, it's really more about the team. And in basketball, it's about the team, but it's a lot more predominantly about the best player on your team. If you had the best player, you're going to win a lot, as you've seen in the '90s with Michael Jordan, as you've seen in this decade with LeBron, and yep. same thing with Shaq and Kobe. I mean, if you have the best player, you're probably going to win a lot more than in other teams, which is frustrating. Again, if you don't have a top five player for a lot of teams. This is why Anthony Davis. This is why. This is why when Ainge, everyone's like Ainge, you should build around your future and all that. This is why Ainge doesn't care. Like I kind of realize that now. Like like Ainge was just like, if I can get a top five player, I'm gonna do it. I don't care. Like he didn't do it with Kawhi Leonard, and maybe he regrets that now. You know, because he didn't include Jalen Brown. Apparently, the rumor, the or not just the rumor. Apparently, reported if the Celtics had included Jalen Brown, they would have gotten Kawhi Leonard. No question about it. Because that's who the Spurs wanted, and they said no. They didn't want to do it, so. It's crazy. I mean, you can't blame Ainge at the time, right? You can't. Like, what is he thinking? I have this insane talent, and this guy tells me I'm going to leave no matter what, even though our team on paper is going to win 60-plus. Like, like what do you, what, can you really blame Ainge for that? Like, no. Like, it, it, it right. in hindsight, it went really badly, but. At the time, can you blame him? No, I, I understood it. I still wanted to do it because I'm, I don't know, I, I guess I'm really like Kawhi's player. Even though I will never respect what he did to the Spurs. I, that's just my, I never will respect him for that. I thought that was a bullshit move on his part. But, I don't know. Uh, definitely hindsight, and like you said, now hockey's the sport in Boston that people care about, and rightfully so. The game two's tomorrow. Hopefully, we like I said, we won 4-2 in the first game, and... This team's a lot more mentally tough than those Celtics, so I don't know. You guys, can you guys stop winning championships for a couple of years? <laughs> we can do what other cities win, for God's sakes. Stop it's, all, it's, all right. it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. We'll let Oakland win in basketball sometimes. Sometimes. That's <laughs> God. All right. Um. So we got to Durant and Kawhi, and I think – this one, I'm gonna. It's gonna kind of be the last one, and it's not even for a finals team. And that's the Bucks, and the Bucks are kind of in an interesting spot now because they have four key free agents, right? They have Miritich, who's gone, I think. Yeah, Lopez, Lopez, I think he's gone as well, in my opinion. Lo- Middleton and Brogdon. Apparently, what I read the other day on the Athletic was their priorities go as follows, right? Number mm-hmm. one is Middleton. Number mm-hmm. two is Lopez. Number three mm-hmm. is Brogdon. Number four is Mitchell. Okay. They think, if they lose Malcolm Brogdon to me, potentially that's a huge loss. Because he is he had a great series. He was not the reason they lost. 
Yeah. I think Malcolm Brogdon is one of the most underrated players in the league because we talked he's like one yeah. of the few yeah. 50, 40, 90 guys in the league like ever. Um Right. Uh and the, I mean Middleton they'll keep, but they're gonna have to pay for him. I question they might have to give I think they're gonna have to give up a max for him. That's what I think max, yeah. They're kind of screwed because then you pay Lopez, I believe they're a tax team, and their ownership has kind of always been unstable. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and it's a tough spot for them. I mean, yes, Giannis is Giannis not is great. there. And listen, the, the fact that the Lakers hired Jason Kidd and actually thought that was going to convince Giannis to come there is insane. That's, that's literally insanity. Um, is that why they, don't tell me that's why they signed him. That is. Look it up. Look it up dead serious. Oh, my God. You know what's crazy? Apparently, a lot of stars want to play for him. I'm like, are you out of your mind? Like, for did, you see how, yeah, did you see how bad a coach this guy was, like, in Milwaukee? Apparently, he's tight with LeBron and stuff. That's why. But still. It's not even that, Nick. He's also just a very – he's cancerous to many organizations. <laughs> he takes carding. Yeah, it's with the, <laughs> in the box. Yeah, listen. Listen. I apparently Anthony Davis liked the tweet or something of him getting hired, Jason Kidd. Um, honestly, oh if, if, and if Kyrie Irving somehow goes to the Lakers, no, and and, 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 like, and if I was this, if he wants to play with Jason Kidd over Brad Stevens, then go. I mean, kick rocks like. At that point, you're clearly at a mental capacity that you clearly can't handle the most basic of human observations. <laughs> like, am I am I am I nuts here? I I think that's insane if he actually wants to play for them. But anyway, um, that's that Lakers stuff, <laughs> which we could get to, uh, in a sec. But um, I mean, you know what, Nick, for the Bucks. this is kind of an important period in time where they had to get their they had to get their roster. Regulated because Giannis is due for a contract extension next year, and the thing right. is, I heard you know I saw reports ESPN are not quite what it is, but he might leave if he doesn't feel they can get to the finals. And the thing is, as you said, they're kind of they're kind of going to be in a bad situation when it comes to the cap because you got to give Middleton an extension, and he's probably going to take a max. You're probably going to have to pay Brogdon, which he's going to probably get a lot of money and so basically you're kind of banking on Chris Middleton, Giannis Antetokounmpo and Malcolm Brogdon getting you to a finals and those guys are all really good players but can they really get you to an NBA finals? Another you know? thing too is Boonholzer has not proved that he can make the adjustments to get to a finals. Right. He's, he's still very, not proven that. He's very stubborn he's very stubborn in how he wants to play and the thing is this year, the Bucks kind of found they found an interesting style of play. Well, it's not really interesting. It was Giannis driving to their shooters or either dunked. Um, and you know what? The guys on TNT kind of said it well. Also, you know, in the half court when the game is kind of on the line or when the game is coming down to the end, you can't have Giannis handle the ball. Like they they need to they need to they need him to play kind of in a way as a big. Where you know you need somebody to give him the ball so that he can kind of either pass it or move it around. I think the Bucks kind of need. They just need. I don't want to say a floor general, but they need like a, a solid point guard. I don't think Bledsoe is that. I, Bledsoe you know is what? 
here. But and you know what? Then you we might look back if the Bucks never reach a finals or never win a title. The mm-hmm. biggest mistake they made in this rebuild per se was they extended Bledsoe way too early. And he was awful against the Raptors. He was awful against right. them. He was bad last year too, if you remember, against the Celtics. He yeah, was terrible. And listen, I think Brad Stevens, this was one of his bigger mistakes. I think he didn't he he should have, I said, completely ignored Bledsoe. Like literally completely ignored him. He clearly isn't a championship caliber point guard, in my opinion. I, I just don't think you can win one with him because he's a great defender, but he's he just he doesn't show up like the biggest of moments, Eric Bledsoe is gonna gonna fail, you know it. Right? right. So Yeah. You know what? I, and there's been a lot of great point guards in the league, but I personally don't think you can win with the point guard who's six feet and under. I think Bledsoe's like six feet tall. And he's he's an athletic, you know, he's his game is athleticism. He drives to the rim. He's not a great shooter. You remember he's had a couple of knee surgeries, so that that bounce is not what it used to be, and you know, it, similar to what happened with Derrick Rose, you know, once he tore his ACL, you know, he still had his bounce, kind of, but he never really got a jump shot to, to help him out, and I think it's the same thing with Bledsoe. He doesn't really have a jump shot, which could help him a lot. Um, again, I don't think you can win with six-foot point guards, unless unless you're Steph Curry and you're running around screens and shooting three. <laughs> um, I think if you're the box, when, and again, I, I hate to say I say this about a lot of teams. Like, what can they really do if they if they don't resign Middleton? They kind of lose their number two scorer, and can they replace him? I don't know. Um, if they don't resign Brogdon, he's he's like the glue guy there that you need. He's the guy who won't complain about shooting and all this other stuff. He does the dirty work. That you need that kind of guy on that team. So it's an interesting offseason for the Bucks, and if if. Let's say Kevin Durant and Kyrie go to New York. Are the Bucks better than the Knicks at that point? Probably yes. yes. Because the Knicks don't have anything around it besides Mitchell right. Robinson. Right, but uh, you know, you still have the Raptors, the Sixers. Yeah. The Sixers, oh, they might just resign Jimmy and and let Tobias Harris go. Maybe they can get a bench. You never know. You know. Yeah, uh, it's it's kind of a tough spot. They're they're definitely in a tough spot. Um. Uh, the Bucks have kind of, they, they've always been the team that's fallen short. They've always been that group. Um, but this one felt worse than the others without a doubt. Not just because they made the conference finals, but because they had a 2-0 lead. Right. It, it, I think everyone agreed. Like this series turned around when they put Kawhi on Giannis and Kawhi proved he's the best player in the conference really did in that series. And, um, I think, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's such a tough situation now for your Bucks fan, because uh, do you believe this group can get you there? And if you don't, how do you get it? Like, you're right. How do you get it past that point? Especially right. if Kawhi stay. If Kawhi doesn't stay, that's a different story. But like, at the same time, he might now, and you never know what could happen. The Celtics could get Anthony Davis. The Knicks could get Anthony Davis. Um, the Knicks right. could get Kyrie and KD. The Celtics could keep Kyrie and AD. Uh, right. There's it, a lot it, of possibilities. It, yeah, listen, like, it, it's such a interesting group. Because, I fe- you like I said, you felt their team of destiny, but it almost felt like this year, maybe, maybe, we're not sure yet, 
maybe mm-hmm. had to be their year. And they came up short. And yes, Giannis is young and may just be too good and prove all was wrong. But maybe this was their biggest chance, like the Celtics last year. And they when they blew it, they may they may they may not be the same now, especially with having to pay all these guys and likely losing at least one of them. I don't think they're gonna miss Miritich, but they're definitely gonna miss Brogdon if they lose him. And Brogdon, he might get upwards of twenty million dollars. I think a lot of people are, are are underestimating what he's worth because Teams like the Bulls are going to overpay for a guy like him. Or somebody. And the, I don't know, the. The Kings. <laughs> or they have gas space. <laughs> Orlando Magic. Right, yeah. Orlando Magic. Right, and yeah, you know it, what, Nick? Nick, that's kind of the problem in the NBA, too, is, you know, the Bucks have this superstar, and they have good players around him, but it's very hard to get other really good players to go to Milwaukee, so. They have to pay these mediocre to really good guys top dollar, and then you're kind of stuck with this roster. And it's kind of just like, well, what can you do now? So it's like they're stuck being a second round team, a Eastern Conference Finals team. They'll never get over that hump. So that's another problem in the NBA with a lot of teams. We'll even talk about the Blazers if you want to. I mean, that's a, that's another team that kind of is like stuck. Like they're a good team, but you know what their ceiling is. They're a playoff team at best. They're never going to get to a finals. It's just yeah, no, I. I don't really think we need to talk about the Blazers because they are what we they are. I mean, someone made a good observation that maybe they could get in a year to Blake Griffin and BC fits pretty well there, and I agree. But um, I don't know. I mean, they are what they are. This was their kind of lucky path to get there. It'd be a good seating. Um, the more interesting team right there and right now in the in the West, people aren't talking about it's the Rockets because the Rockets just retained D'Antoni and fired everyone on the staff, which. That sounds like that sounds like a ploy to get him fired too. You know, I wanted to get get him to quit. Probably. But, uh, again, we talked about it the last time on the podcast. There, I, I don't even know what this team can do if you're the Rockets. You're stuck with Chris Paul, who has probably one of the worst contracts in the league, and you're stuck with James Harden. And unfortunately, no matter how great James Harden is as a player, he's not good in the playoffs. He's shown many times that he he's not. He's not going to take you far in the playoffs because the style he plays is going to cost you games. Similar to how Kobe played. Kobe, his, his I'm going to shoot mentality cost his teams a lot at times in the playoffs. Yes, I cost just, Jason Tatum. <laughs> right. Yes, I just threw a jab at Kobe because his fans are pissing me off. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I mean, they're probably very happy today reading that story on the, uh, the Lakers. So let's just do a quick talk about the Lakers and kind of finish it because Shocker. The Lakers are the Lakers are a dumpster fire. They're really dumb, even though they've cap space. But two things stuck out more than anything for me from that story. I don't know if you re- did. You read the whole story yet? No, I didn't. I, I'll no, I, I didn't. I mean, they're a mess. That's all I know. But you well, can tell right. me. Here's the two biggest things: Magic Johnson being such an asshole, according to the story, that he caused he he was such an he was such a fear monger was the word they used mm-hmm. um, that they literally cro- like they, he caused like they, he mentioned a story right two two stories took out to me first one where the staffer is like a female staffer the Lakers of over 20 years um, mm-hmm. got like walked into Magic's office after putting like I think she called the wrong car service or something for these draft prospects for workouts and Magic mm-hmm. just screamed at her and 
and pretty much just like cursed her out. Um, and was like, you don't make mistakes. Yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, and she, it literally caused her to cry to take anxiety medication and I think eventually resigned. I think she resigned the night Kobe's retirement happened. Uh, Louie, like nuts. And the second one was, to me, the more damning one. Rob Polinka, who's still the GM of the team, literally lied about a story with Kobe. He just completely made it up where he said Kobe was in New York for a game against the Knicks. And he had just seen the Dark Knight, you know, the Dark Knight, Christopher Nolan, Batman. And, mm-hmm. and cool. yeah. And uh, so apparently he was so amazed with Heath Ledger, you know, like uh, in his acting skills and how he, that, that he wanted to meet him. So he called Heath Ledger, you know, who's the Joker in the movie and, mm-hmm. and had dinner with him for se- uh, is what Polinka said. And apparently that's that never happened. Apparently that literally never happened. And if you did a quick fat check, you would have known because the movie came out in the summer. It didn't come out during the season. Uh, <laughs> wait, what does that have to do with anything, Nick? You gotta explain this to me. <laughs> what I'm saying is that it proved what it said. Pretty much, the story said was he they allowed Rich Paul too much power, and he basically controlled a ton. Magic right. Johnson was a fear monger and just kind of an, a douchebag as a, an executive, despite what he, his public persona is. And Rob Polinka is a liar, a total liar. Um, There's no about Rob Polinka. I mean, everybody says he's a snake. <laughs> yeah, like there's a guy on Twitter. His name is Marquez Grads, um, diehard Laker fan, and he talks about. It. He said he claims he has a letter that Rob Polinka sent to his clients because he was obviously a former agent when he quit to take the Lakers job. And mm-hmm. he said, according to him, it's the most pathetic thing he's ever seen in his life. And he's threatening to release it now. Oh my god. Nick, if I could say something about the Lakers, I mean, in my life, I mean, not in my lifetime, but I've been a fan of basketball for about 10 years now, and uh, the 10 years have been Knicks. I've been a fan of the Knicks for 10 years, and they've been a mess. I didn't think there would be any other organization worse than the Knicks right now. <laughs> How can the Lakers, the Lakers were, if not first, second of the most prestigious franchises in basketball, probably behind the Celtics, or one up, one up with the Celtics. How are they this dysfunctional? I mean, it's unbelievable. It is. They're making the Knicks Bron- like a good organization. You have the former best player in the world on your team. Like all you. And by the way, there are, it's an amazing article. Like there's there's stories like during free agency, they literally. So it was Blink on Magic, and apparently they talked to no one else about free agents, and the other staffers heard about it through the news through ESPN. So they checked their phones and Kentavious Caldwell Pope was resigned and Rondo's a Laker now. And they had no input on this. And apparently when they heard like all the non-shooters coming in, they're like, the fuck is going on? You know, like why are we signing shooters? Right. right. Like, it's on it's it's an amazing, amazing read. This is probably the biggest expose I've seen of the Lakers this to date. And credit to Baxter Holmes, who's actually a former Celtics writer, took a job at ESPN. Um, in 2015, I think, but, um, <clears throat> um, it's amazing. I, 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 every word of that, I was like, so sucked in. I'm like, this is so great. <laughs> every aspect is crapping on the Lakers. And like you said, after reading that, I, 
What's that? Go ahead. Oh, sorry, Nick. I was going to say, you know what's crazy is, if you remember a couple of years ago, Jeannie Buss basically had her brother kicked out because she wanted to take over. People were like, oh, she's going to save the Lakers. They're kind of deep. They're worse with her as the owner. Literally worse. I mean, I mean, at least, at least Jim or whatever the hell his name is brought young talent to the team. He wasn't the one who traded and let go Julius Randle and D'Angelo Russell. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Yeah, and was he so... the one who gave Kobe the extension after he was like forty-two years old? <laughs> yeah, that was. I think that was Jim. I, wait, no, it was Genie. I'm pretty sure it's Genie. Yeah, I unreal. Mean... And that article kind of showed, like, yes, like yes. Don't get me wrong. Without a doubt, that article kind of said she's not a mean person. But she clearly doesn't have the capacity to handle this, is what they're saying. Like, he's still like, she clearly wants to be like, oh, you guys handle it and I'll pay, write checks, you know? Right, 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 right. And she, and the, as an owner, that's what people say about Dolan. That's why I keep saying that's a problem. At some point, as an owner, you have to step in sometimes. You have to be, make a, Wick Grosbeck, the Celtics owner, I can give you an example where he did step in. Um, for example, all right, um, it's the Nets trade, and he claims this, so we'll see how true it is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he claimed that when Ainge was going to do the deal with the Nets, it was just for Paul Pierce. And he said, if we're going to pretty much blow this up, we have to trade KG. Get rid of everybody. Right, right. Yeah, right. yeah, like that's what he said. And he said, keep getting more firsts. And I don't know if I believe, I mean, w- listen, Wick Rosebeck is pretty beloved owner here. and. Mm-hmm. He's been a great owner for us for years now, so I can't really argue with that if that's true, you know? Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. But I'm saying you have to at some point step in and make a change, you know, and do something. And she hasn't. She has done nothing. Apparently she's like, this is the way it is, and I accept it. That's what the article said. We're going to be dysfunctional, and I accept it. You can't do that. You can't. No. I think I – think- I was watching first take today. I think there was something she said something to the degree of like I'll let God take care of it or something. Like basically, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. It's like that's what. No, yeah, that's what it said. No, you you're on the Lakers. Like you 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 have to get people that you want here. You know, you can't just say oh they're gonna come because it's the Lakers. That that's a terrible strategy. And look, any organization. That is letting Kurt Rambis make decisions is going to fail miserably because Kurt, yeah. Rambis, <laughs> Kurt Rambis is a complete and utter idiot. No offense to Kurt Rambis, but you no, he is. He is idiot because he took over for Derek Fisher with the Knicks for like half the season, and what he did was he played the veterans over the young guys, and he just ran some stupid ass rotations. He's a complete idiot. This is a guy who has a hundred losses as a coach for the for the Team Wolves. And for the Knicks, okay? You're letting him and his wife, who has no basketball experience, no basketball experience, zero, make decisions for the Lakers? You want to know what they said in the article? You want to know what they said in the article? What? People around the league call her the shadow owner, right? Because Mm -hmm. she's so close with Jeannie. Wow. apparently, Apparently, she doesn't run from that at all. She's like, yeah, I love that moniker. Listen, the Lakers, we should have known. I mean, when Magic Johnson went on first take and he basically said, he told Jeannie, 
I want to basically be a part-time president. We should have known that it was going to be a fail from that from that point because being the president of a team, especially the basketball team, you need to put your full devotion into it. You can't you can't be a part-time person. I mean, basically, the way Magic Johnson implied it, he was saying, "I'm just going to be here for like two years." No, you have to be in it. You have to be in it for the long haul. You have to want to build like a contending team. I mean. The Lakers are literally a joke, in my opinion. And the thought, or the thought that people and I've seen Laker fans—I don't know if they're trolls—the actual Laker fans say they're going to get free agents, or say that Kyrie is coming, or say AD is coming. They are on some serious LSD, and I would—I want to wonder. I'm wondering where the hell they're getting these drugs from. <laughs> what, <laughs> what are you talking about? Are they insane? They're not getting any free agents. If they'll—they'll they'll be lucky to get like Tobias Harris. And I, I, yes, I am trying to shit on the Lakers. They're a joke. Like, are you joking? Come on. Yeah. You want to know something very interesting, too, that they talked about? So. In the article. Um, so hear me out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so apparently Rich Paul, Contavious Caldwell Pope signs in the beginning of 2017-18, right? That's right. their first Rich Paul client. So mm-hmm. Rich Paul shows up to practice. By the way, he was on the team playing, which a lot of people were like, uh, why? You know, yeah, that kind of apparently. Now, apparently, uh, it's not 100%, but apparently he, he only did it once is what Magic claimed. So that he admitted to it, but he said it's only once. We'll see how true that is. Again, this article didn't just talk to a few sources. It talked to, like, tons. You could tell. Like, this talked to 30 people at least, you know, about this. Mm-hmm. But. They said apparently Rich Paul was at practice scouting Luke Walton as a coach. And Luke Walton from like day one was like, what the fuck? You know? Because, like, what am I supposed to do? You know? Not coach? Like. Right. Yeah. Luke Walton apparently said, like, like if you really read the article, it makes Luke Walton appear pretty blameless. You know? Like, he, it yeah. sounded like he, had no, he really could do nothing. Right. Uh, I mean, honestly, he was already scapegoated once LeBron was in there. You knew he was going to be fired regardless because LeBron's going to want his kind of coach. So, again, you know, the way the Lakers are running their team is they're banking on the legacy of the Lakers and thinking that that's going to attract free agents. Um, And being the Knicks fan that I am, and every year we think we're going to get free agents, that's not... That's not going to get you free agents because if your organization is a joke, if your organization is a hot mess, if your organization is at all what it is with the Lakers, no one wants to go play there. And also, a lot of people said I, that if you should want to play with LeBron, no, I wouldn't want to play with LeBron because honestly, he kind of de- he demands way too much from players sometimes. Yeah, I feel I, like it's I, yeah, like Kyrie, Kyrie Lee. Like I said, we talked about this in the past, but Kyrie leaving him and then going back to him two years later would be the biggest pansy move of all time. Like it'd be it'd be worse than Katie because he people would never respect him ever again. They'd be like, right. okay, well right. you're clearly just running back to him, your dad right. because you need him. Um, right. But yeah, it's like this story. There's so many details I still haven't even said. Um, let me see if I can get a few more, like just the key stuff because that was I've said a lot of the key stuff already. Um, um, 
Magic not being at the office, we've already heard that. You know, Magic right. not showing up that much. Um, Clutch Sports had a lot of power, like I said, the scouting Luke Walton thing. Basically, no other agent does that. Right. Um, all right, yeah, they made a good point where it's like, they preach patience, right, and how this is not going to be a one-year thing with him, with LeBron. And and then eight games in the season. Elite. Yeah, when they're three and five, they just braided Luke Walton. Magic braided him. And he's like, dude, what? It's it's eight games in, you know? Right. But yeah, let's preach, patience. let's preach patience, but let's then give up half the roster for Anthony Davis because that's patience. Yeah. Apparently, there was speaking of that. So there, we all knew this was going to come, but apparently there was a complete locker room blow up. And apparently players lost complete trust of the front office. And apparently when Magic tried to like talk to them in Philly a couple days after the trade deadline, mm-hmm. they were like, we're not going to listen to you, dude. You know, like, and I right. think the biggest quote they highlighted about Rich Paul, which I thought was great, was coaches know Rich is trying to get them fired and players know Rich is trying to get them traded. And that speaks for itself. I think it's amazing, real quick, that I was at a game Rich was at. I was at Bucks Celtics game three, and Rich was courtside. I remember being in the balcony, and I saw him, and I was like, is that Rich Paul? And I took a step back, and, and uh, I saw he was because Morris twins were his clients, and so was Bledsoe. I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Oh, I thought he was trying to recruit Kyrie. <laughs> <laughs> now, that would have been very interesting, um, but pretty much. And that's a good question. People say, what if Zion signs with Clutch? Very interesting thing to think about. Um, but oh, at this game, someone took a photo because Morris roots for his brother, right? Markeith does. So Morris hits a three, and there's like a photo of him, like, you know, fist pump and all, and his brother's happy. And you want to know Rich did? You know, want to know how Rich Paul's looking? Wow. Stone faced, no reaction. His client just hit a three pointer. Like, if you don't think this guy hates Boston, I don't know what to tell you. Like, <laughs> it's so goddamn obvious, you know? Right, and I mean, you know what, Nick? I know that there's still a chance the Celtics do get Anthony Davis because they probably yeah. have the best offer. But Rich Paul, Rich Paul is his agent, you know? And if you can, you can obviously tell he hates Boston. <laughs> you really want to make that trade if... I don't think Anthony. I think he would convince Anthony Davis to not stay, or maybe like hold out the entire year or something. He would pull some shit like that, honestly. He oh, well I no, he won't do that because then he literally can't even be paid, um, like his contract. So he won't do that. But what I'm saying is that I I, I mean, I, I I don't think Anthony Davis is as bad a person as they're making him out to be. I think Rich Paul has influenced him too much. Um. Mm-hmm. But I think, yeah, no, I, listen, that's obviously the truth. But I think Danny Ainge is at a point where he's like, look at the Bucks, Look at the Raptors. Look at the potential in the Knicks. Look at the potential with the Sixers. I can't sit back on Tatum and Brown and hope, you know, like right, while I'm overpaying right. young players. Because that's the mistake the Timberwolves made. And so I have to, if I can get a top five player, I'm just going to go for it. That's probably his thinking. Is that the right thinking? Probably it it depends on what you think because Tatum could still be great, obviously, and Jalen Brown too. But I think he just thinks that with Tatum and Brown, we're going to be a five seed every year. And, you know, what's the point in keeping that? 
The problem, of course, is that if you keep Kyrie Irving, let's be real, people are going to not want to stay in Boston. I think a lot of the players want him gone. I think it's pretty obvious. Like I said, the recent rumor was Al Horford, which, God, that would be that would hurt so much to lose Al. I, I love Al Horford. You know, he's consummate pro. You know, has been nothing but great to the city. Um, and I would hate to lose him. But, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's a tough situation, like you said, Rich Paul. Rich Paul, we I call him Richie Bitchy. So, oh my goodness, and there's way too much drama. The moral of the story: the Lakers have way too much drama surrounding them. It's it's unbelievable, and what's crazy is like ESPN and these other places keep talking about them. I don't understand why they're exactly. right now. Credit I know Baxter. they're. Done. I said credit to this writer for going all out and interviewing everybody and detailing everything wrong because he pretty much got everything wrong. Like he said a point where the Lakers have about 300 staffers, right? And had a 30% turnover rate, like 70, 70 guys got 70 guys and gals and staffers got fired. Like that's crazy. He literally said, uh, quoted a rival front office exec that said, that's like saying no one there is any good. Like, Right. Yeah, it's 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 ridiculous. Like I I I I enjoyed that very very much. Like I've just I enjoyed that piece. I think everyone that's not a Lakers fan just loved every second of that. Yeah, because Lakers are fucking annoying, and their fans are so fucking annoying. I'm sorry. Like, oh my god, they're so annoying. Like I get it. You think Kobe Bryant is great? All right, get over it. That was 12 years ago. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck out of here, God! But listen, yeah. Knicks fans, I under Knicks fans are fucking annoying too. We think we're gonna get everybody, but there's also a realization that we're a shitty organization, and we also know deep down inside, like we're just saying this because we're hopeful. <laughs> Laker fans actually think they're gonna get everybody. I, I mean, this is the joke I say to my friend. I say, I say, oh, here's here's a Laker. This is a Lakers fan in a nutshell. We're gonna. We're going to sign Michael Jordan. We're going to go back in time and bring Will Chamberlain back to life and sign him as well. We're going to get Shaq in his prime. It's like, no, you're not going to sign all these people. Shut no, I, every year. I mean, I will never forget that they had the worst free agency meeting of all time. Do you remember the Marcus Aldridge Lakers meeting? Like, they had Aldridge in the bag. All they had to do was be like, hey, you know, it'll be fun. And then they brought Kobe to the meeting, and apparently Kobe told him, like, you're going to be the new Pau Gasol. And he's like, I don't want to be the new Pau Gasol. You're old as fuck. You know, and so so they had a second meeting to do it. But by that point, you know, the damage is done. And he signs the Spurs. So. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Lord. All right. Well, I think uh, I think we got all covered. The final three was shorter than we thought. I think we focused more on how much the Lakers are dumpster fire. But honestly, I think that was well worth the time. I mean, <laughs> I think 100%. I, I would. Just, God, I hate that organization so much. So to see them fail like this, mm, beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> Hopefully they continue to fail. <laughs> yeah. And like they said, Genie Bus believes in fate. And that is not a good thing. <laughs> not going to get you far, trust me. It's really not. I mean, not. It's, it's, it's not. I mean, again... If I'm a free agent, I'm looking at these other desi- I'm looking at these other destinations. The Clippers are they look very alluring to me. The Nets look alluring to me. The Knicks as well, I would say, you know, okay, maybe it's alluring because you can rectify the franchise. 
even the Kings are more alluring, in my opinion. It's, you have a young, up-and-coming team in the Western Conference. I mean, are you joking? Why would you want to go play for the Lakers? There are a couple teams, too, that a lot of people, like, the Hawks aren't going to get anybody, but they're going to start talking to people in a few years. That yeah. might lead to them getting people. Yes, so, yes. Yeah, yes. so, like, yes. it's kind of like at the draft, you know, how, like, you, you interview a bunch of people, and then you don't get them, but mm-hmm. then, like, in free agency, you're like, oh, hey, we had that interview in the draft, you know? So, sign with us. Um, right, right. But anyway, that is uh, that is it for the BX Basketball Podcast. Uh, we just might just call us the anti-Lakers edition. Um, I'm Nick Englander here with... Christian Nogue. Thanks for listening.